0: The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound. So you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade, never stop arriving. The in-dash OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say, we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade, never stop arriving.
1: Welcome to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. My name is Steven Joderand. Joining me today, as always, Jake Watroba and Ramon Kapai. On today's episode, Jason at Home Sweet Soccer returns to discuss the opening weekend in USL League One. If you haven't done so already, follow us on the Twitter machine at Uncle Sam Soccer Pod. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, whichever way you are listening to the program, and leave us a five-star review. Now, let's get to today's episode. Alrighty, righty, guess who is back? It is Jason. Make sure you give him a follow on the Twitter machine at HomeSweetSoccer. Jason, how are we doing today?
0: What's going on, uglies? I'm doing good.
1: Yeah, did you like uh, Jake's reference of calling us Nephews. nephews? the other no the
0: other (laughs) no 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 i did not if we are using 2001 snoop Dogg lingo as introductions i don't know uh i don't know how how far out we're going with this podcast
2: (laughs) i you know i just wanted to mix it up instead of just saying hey hey guys what's going on i i just wanted to mix it up you know i figured i'd get an interesting reaction I mean, steven and armand are a little bit younger than me so i figured i'd get an interesting reaction out of them
0: yeah. yeah. No, I appreciate, I appreciate you have to be a risk taker, you know, especially in this industry, gotta, gotta be a risk taker. So I appreciate the effort. I do not, uh, do not appreciate the execution.
1: Oh, there you go. Well, with us as always, Armand and Jake, Jake, Armand, we're doing well. Armand, you're again in the library. So you're going to sound like a um, person who is whispering into the mic.
3: Yeah. You can't be really yelling in the library, you know, with all these nerds at UTD studying. So, um, you know, I I can't be yelling and distracting my uh, fellow comments over here, so gotta be a little bit more quiet than I usually am. No yelling.
0: But how are you going to defend that? You know, Tottenham's a, a Champions League winner. <laughs> look, man, look, man.
3: I I, 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 I kind of just like their logo, man. Let me be okay.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: oh, Jason, bring in the heat. Thank you, Jason. Thank you so much. No, no problem. No problem. <laughs> I think that's twice now. Armand's been uh, arrested on back-to-back episodes.
3: Dude, how can I be arrested for the Tottenham take? It hasn't happened yet. Like, wait till it happens that he can arrest me. But right now, like, that's, that's I'm on the, like, the FBI un- watch this.
0: I'm an unfortunate Tottenham fan, and every time the calendar turns March, it happens. You should you should know this by now. <laughs> Fair, but uh, let's talk about the newest
1: league that kicked off this past weekend. And that's USL League One. Jason and Armand were both at games, and and Jason. Let's just talk about the overall game, the atmosphere. What were your initial thoughts? Yeah,
0: so uh, Tormenta FC plays, they're they're going to be playing their first season at Georgia Southern Soccer Field, and I'm familiar with Georgia Southern University because they're rivals of where I went to college at Georgia State. So I've been there a couple times. Um, Tormenta actually had their groundbreaking event this past week. Uh, to where they're going to have their own soccer-specific stadium next year. And instead of it being just a stadium by itself, it's actually going to be in this development that has bars and movie theaters and all kinds of events. So it's really cool because what they're building is more of not just a soccer event, but it's a whole day for the family. And that goes really well with their promotions because, um, if you haven't heard, Tormenta FC is a dollar for any student. And I mean any student, so it can be elementary school, middle, high school, college, and even grad school students. As long as you have an ID, it costs $1 to get into the game. Um, and so in a state where there's, you know, Georgia Southern usually takes up the you know, majority of what's going on. That's huge for them. Right. It's going to bring in a bunch of, of people. It's going to bring in a bunch of students uh, to hang out, have a dollar, you know, for a dollar. It's probably the best thing you can do in Statesboro since there's nothing to actually do there. And uh, it showed, you know, the, the atmosphere Friday night was great. They sold out. I had over thirty five hundred spectators come. Uh, you saw a good amount of students come, and they were the rowdiest of the bunch, and I I loved it. and And it's a very Georgia Southern atmosphere. It's a it's a Southern atmosphere. So, everything that they do is is more spectacular than they don't just go and play a soccer game. For instance, they drop the the game ball from a hot air balloon. So so they had a hot air balloon go. What? 30, 40, 50 feet in the air and actually dropped the game ball to the keeper. Uh, And that's how they started the game. Uh, They had everything from an amazing empanada truck. They had a VIP tent, which had uh, unlimited drinks and Southern cuisine all night. We're talking, you know, fried mac and cheese. We're talking a whole dessert buffet. It It was great. Like that was not just a soccer game. It was a soccer experience. And it was definitely something, if I'm a student, for $1 I would fully take advantage of. It was a great atmosphere.
1: Well, um before we get to Armon in North Texas, Jake, you I know you have some strong takes on this $1 ticket. So you don't think it's necessarily a good business plan.
2: Oh god, we're going <laughs> to It it finally comes around and bites me in the ass. Every time I've dug up something on you guys <laughs> finally <laughs> going to pull pull the rug out from underneath me. Yeah, no, I I I think that you – granted, I don't know how big their their new stadium is going to be when they when it's completed. And, Jason, you can probably speak to this better than I can. <clears throat> but, I mean, if, if they're going to open up a stadium where it's 4,000, 5,000 capacity or w- whatever it may be, I just feel like
0: – 5,300,
2: I believe. I just feel like if you're selling a large chunk of tickets for a buck, that's not – I feel like you're – a, you're not making a lot of money. You're hoping that people are going to buy tons or spend tons of money on concessions and merchandise. But two, I also think you devalue the product on the field a little bit by doing that. And you set a, an expectation of, well, this is only worth a buck. Why would I pay 15 bucks for a ticket or, or something of that nature? That's my whole take on it. I just look at wow, what, what team- So
0: somebody gave you a ticket to a game and said, I, I, I don't want to go. Is that devaluing the game you're going to? Uh,
2: I feel. I think that you can look at it and say this cheap. Or this ticket is so cheap that the product on the field must be lesser in quality so, too. It's kind of so here, like
0: here's the thing about USL League One, right? This is a community driven league. So this this is a league to where the community comes first, and teams are actually building around their community, right? So you've got teams like Forward who had a Homegrown player or a or a Madison-born player. And they actually did his signing at the high school he graduated from. You have all these supporters groups, you have, you have all these guys that are supporting the team from within the city. So right now, especially in Statesboro where Georgia Southern, like I said, is pretty much the majority, like that the whole city kind of revolves around Georgia Southern. I think it's a great way to get people to come in. And I think it's a great way to show that you are putting the community first, right? If they were to come in with a pro team, they're using Georgia Southern soccer field for the first year, and they're going to say, oh, well, it's also going to cost you 20 $30 to come in. You know, as a college kid, we don't have $20 of disposable income that we can use every week or every other week. So they're showing like, hey, we're using your soccer field. We're in your city. We want you guys to be a part of this community. That doesn't mean it's always going to be a dollar ticket, right? It might just be that for this year. Might be for next year, you know, we don't know for how long, but the fact that they are doing that, I think, is more of a statement that they are showing that this is a community thing and not just us trying to make the most money as possible.
2: No, and I'm not saying they should come in and, and, and charge 50 bucks a ticket, you know, for each person that walks through the gate. I just look at I look at what other sports have done or teams in other sports like.
1: Just, just admit that you're that, in jail. Your take was bad, and just move on. Stop
0: comparing it to other sports. Simple as that, right? The, this is this is a new league. You and like that's our problem. We're always comparing our sports to Europe or our sports to other sports. Just focus on what we can do from within because that's the only way that we're going to grow this game locally.
2: No, you're you're right. I guess I just look at it from a per- standpoint of. You mentioned this the from a one dollar ticket to next year. You don't know what they could be. They can be priced higher. I guess I just look at it from the standpoint of if someone's charging me something for a buck and then it goes up in price, and I'm not comfortable spending more than that dollar. Then why would that person come back? But that's a completely different debate, I think. Though. Right,
0: and that's also because then you go for a dollar and you see the atmosphere, you see the product on the field. You see that this is a cool thing to do Friday night as a 19 year old that you can't do. So if they do bump up the tickets to 10 bucks, you value that and say, yeah, this is way worth more than a dollar. I can see this being worth $10. And I appreciate that they gave us the opportunity to come out for a year for a dollar to experience this before it goes up to what it probably should be valued as.
2: Well, I guess we'll just have to agree <laughs> to disagree on, on this uh, on this subject.
3: Armand, <laughs> uh, uh, how are we doing there? <laughs> I mean, I'm just listening to this whole thing, taking it all in. You know how it is. Uh, <laughs> me, me and you, me and you both. Yeah, no, you and I
1: both. But let's talk about North Texas and kind of, uh, what was your experience like for the USL League One opener round of openers? So definitely, a
3: lot, definitely a lot different than Jason's, right? Because Tormenta's own team, NTXSC, is in is FC Dallas's second team. Basically, um, FC Dallas had a road game, so they try to pair it with like a little watch party or something along those lines. The thing is, they had they announced that attendance around two thousand, and a lot and it was cold. The weather was actually pretty, eh. so a lot of people were inside, so you couldn't really tell on TV. Uh, it looked pretty empty as it usually does, but I mean the atmosphere in the stadium wasn't amazing because you know, again you're two thousand like. 2,000 people and 20,000 seater is not going to sound amazing, but I think the big thing was is you saw how important this USL team is for FC Dallas' project to continue to grow as the leader, or as what they want to be, the leader in development, because you get to saw the average lineup with Jimmy Maurer, who's 30 years old, was 19.6. Without him, it was 18.6. They had a 15-year-old play. Ricardo Pepe, a 16-year-old, scored a hat trick. You can see you see now why how important this was. They're emulating first team tactics. You're getting playing time for guys that don't usually play. Getting competitive minutes. I think it's a lot different from you know Tormenta because I think you have two different goals. In Tormenta, you want to Tormenta's goal. I mean, obviously they're gonna, they want to be a force in the community and you know obviously develop their own players at some point. But I think for North Texas SC specifically, developing players for the first team and building things for that first team like systems and stuff like that. So a bit a bit different. A bit different of a contrast between the two, but I think you finally see why it's important for an MLS team to have a affiliate or a USL team like that.
1: Let me ask you, Jason and Armand, as far as quality of football, was it there? Was it enough for people to come back and say, "Yeah, this this is quality"?
3: From watching what NTX did, uh, the fact that season ticket holders get this included in your Ticket bundle. Uh, the fact that the tickets are around five to ten bucks, which I mean, might be I I don't know, might not be the greatest pricing system in the world, but whatever. People are starting to rally around the hype around uh, these younger players. I think I think if you're like a true FC Dallas fan, you'll come back because a lot of the games, um, you know, some of them are double headers, so you can stay after like a match and watch it there. And uh, sometimes you want to see younger kids play some fun. You know, maybe not that much pressure on the match, like football, because USL league one, I mean, sure is going to be a little bit of pressure, but like, I think from a fan, your number one priority is first team, first team, first team. So it's not that much pressure watching. It's kind of fun. I think it, it does attract someone. And I think you're going to see, I think maybe a little tick in attendance for some of these guys. Maybe that's
0: just my thought. And if you're a a US national team fan, this is probably the best ticket price that you're going to get to be able to see someone playing yep. in the U S yep. national team, uh, <laughs> system so just throwing that out there yeah
1: I, I mean i'm excited to see what what happens here in madison obviously they're the affiliate of minnesota united so i'm sure jake and i will have some sort of eye on what's going on obviously it being in my backyard i'll definitely have to check it out but overall i think this is an exciting league and i think this can only do uh good for u.s soccer as a whole
0: yeah and from from the game it's where to yeah. I think the product was there. It was obviously the first game, and in the first half, both the teams were kind of just feeling each other out. I looked at it as tango dancing, but with tango, someone has to take the lead, and nobody was really taking the lead. I think they were just following each other. Um, uh, Alex Morrell is going to be incredible, though. He was just everywhere, and Greenville props to them, props to John, Coach Harkes for having probably the most organized defense uh, in the league that I've seen so far uh, Tormenta being a close second uh, they were organized the whole game and I think against any other team Morell would have easily scored more than one goal um, he was everywhere um, but I do think that the quality was great especially in the second half and the, the dribbling on the ball from both sides uh, was great like Marco Micheletto, uh, who I think it was the player of the game, amazing on the ball. And then even on the Greenville side, I thought that Bermudez was really good on the ball as well. Um, and that's the kind of quality that you like to see. You like to see one person be able to take three guys on and start a counterattack. Um, and that's kind of how Tormenta actually scored their goal in the second half. So I like the the quality. And I think as the league, as the year goes on, it'll get better, right? First games, people are kind of nervous. You still have to – have you know communication and you know a lot of these guys are new like greenville is a brand new team so these guys need to learn each other and build that chemistry first before we can really judge them
2: can i ask you uh jason this do you think and we have teams obviously in in orlando and there's a the bethlehem steel play in philadelphia and you have north texas that plays down in frisco do you think a lot of these uh affiliate clubs would be better served to do something like minnesota united is doing for madison and sticking them i don't know four three four hours away in a, in a smaller town where they can kind of stand on their own and not be in the shadows of the of a, of a bigger team or even uh teams of a different sport
0: yeah I, I i wouldn't put them that far away right if you can get them within the the vicinity so that people who are fans of the MLS team or whatever the higher level team is can still go see them but I do believe that they should be branded as their own separate team I think just the fact of calling a team like New York Red Bulls 2 Toronto FC 2 like that in itself is just it it lacks that kind of brand identity and excitement and awareness for people right like when you hear Toronto FC two, Those kids are great. And for instance, Jordan Peruza is going to probably end up being a Canadian national team striker. He, in my opinion, he's a great striker. I think that he'll probably be in this year for one league before MLS teams start looking at him, even in, even in Toronto of Jersey, uh, Josie can't uh, stay healthy. But when you hear TFC two, the first thought is, uh, okay, well, this is just their Academy kids, or these are just the players that aren't good enough for the first team and that that draw that's not what it is and that draws away a lot of attention so you see what seattle sounders what they are doing with tacoma defiance they're trying to rebrand and i appreciate that right be your own entity have your own style a lot of the a, a lot of the two teams are going to play in the same system as the mls teams you know just so it's easier for people to transition over but that's not always the case right so I, I, I like what Swope Park is doing. I like what Tacoma is doing. And yes, I agree. You should be your own separate entity, your own branding, and have your own style, right? I think you just calling yourself the two of something, it just takes so much away from what you could be.
3: I mean, I, I, I agree with you, Jason. I mean, when you talk about like Tacoma Defiance, I think it's the ultimate example, right? You had those guys, um, you know, they were, I think they were S2 and then they finally rebranded, you know, they're close enough. I, mean, I think another big thing is distance, you know, from training because you want those guys. You know, some of those guys are going to play with the first team, and then they're going to go to the NTX SC. The one thing I do wish with the NTX SC was that it wasn't in Frisco. I, th- I wish it was. I, I wish it was somewhere else in the DFW area. They don't have a presence. in. so, for example, um, and the good thing is with the name North Texas, it's kind of versatile. You could, if they really wanted to, they could maybe put it in Fort Worth. If they really wanted to, they could put it in Dallas, uh, real Dallas, by the way. If they really wanted to, they could put it somewhere else. Uh, I, I, I agree. I, I Even NTX playing in Toyota Stadium kind of it, – it it feels a lot like that, that element of it, the TFC2 is still kind of there even though they're the
0: own brand. So what I would like is, yeah, have your own separate – even if you're playing at a training facility that fits 2,000 people or 3,000 people, whatever the league requirement is. I think it's 3,000. Like you play there and then once in a while – You play as doubleheader with your MLS affiliate, right? So then that the people who aren't diehard uh, North Texas fans have a chance to see these players and say, oh, wow, maybe I should go out to a game and then look and go, oh, and it's closer than Frisco. Like, yeah, I should definitely check this out. Bring the kids on a nice Saturday afternoon, right? That's definitely something that I think is possible. I don't I don't I think you're right. Put playing them in 20,000 seats is just going to have people negative about it and say, oh, why would I watch? an empty stadium full, you know, 16 year olds playing. Whereas if they have their own brand and style, and then also you have a chance to kind of, yeah, also you have a chance to have a doubleheader once in a while to try to, you know, showcase them in front of people who don't really know about them. Then I think that's the win-win. I think that's the end goal. And I think you were saying like naming the North Texas, maybe that is what they're planning, right? It allows them, even if that's not what they're planning, it at least allows them the opportunity to do that.
1: Oh, I hundred percent agree. I think this is what's really fascinating with what's happening in Madison is they're very hype they're hyping this up as a soccer club that is affiliate of Minnesota United. But I'll be honest, I have not heard much discussion with the linkage with okay, Minnesota so, so United. So Steven,
3: let me let me let me ask you this. We keep mentioning this affiliation with Minnesota United. It's an affiliation. It's not like Minnesota United owns Ford Madison. It's just a straight up affiliation. So like
0: they yeah, have a the loan agreement. They can send players down, down they... and up. Yeah. Right. They... Right. Yeah. Yeah. They Put... can,
3: but but that's not but that's not like a that's not like a you know like FC Dallas and TX Orlando City OCB TFC TFC two like a direct thing. It's just an affiliation that you know they probably have first priority to play some of placing those guys. Um, you know to to get minutes. It's not like a it's not like oh it's a Minnesota thing. Oh, but you know it's it's it's. It's Ford Madison's own thing. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, Jason.
0: Isn't that what it is? Yeah. So basically, and what I've said, and you've got the same thing with Lansing, with uh, Chicago Fire. I think it's more like a under the table affiliate partnership, right? So you look at Mason Toye, for instance, only played 340 minutes last year at Minnesota United, which is fine when you have you know the the depth in front of him, but. He is a quality player, and he needs consistent minutes. You can't have a player at his status only play 340 minutes for a whole season. That's just ridiculous. You cannot have that. So with Madison, now you have the opportunity to where these players can get consistent minutes because how are they ever going to be ready if injuries happen if they're not playing? How are they ever going to be able to grow as a player if they're not playing? And how are they going to be able to be ready for competition and jump right into your system if they're not playing? So this is what I think the benefit is, right? And then when you look at Ford, um, Madison getting Berlin As a friendly later this summer, that also happens because of the affiliate with Minnesota United, who's going to be playing Berlin as well. Right. So I think it's great because that's a reach for uh, for Minnesota in an area that they're not in, and it's also a way for their players to get consistent minutes and be ready for the call-up to the pros while Madison gets to showcase players. And then I bet you a lot of Madison players, if you have one of their players end up playing with Minnesota or even Toye, if he comes down for 20 games and kills it before Minnesota needs him back, you're going to sell so many Toye jerseys in Madison, especially when they're going soccer crazy right now.
1: No, but my concern is if if the clubs say, with the TFC twos or with North Texas is do they take it as serious as a Madison in which there are their own individual club? What it feels like Toronto or North Texas is that it's the second club. It's the B club and they play games because it matters for their youth development. But Are they branding themselves as an individual club? And I don't know. Maybe this season they can get away with it, but I just don't know in a five-year trajectory that's exactly what the league wants.
0: Yeah, no, not at all. I mean, eventually, I think what's going to be best for a league is if all the two teams play in the same division, right? You just have a division of all the two teams. And then this way, this allows the opportunity for Madison, Lansing, and Greenville and these other new teams to come in and prove that they can be a level that can compete in the championship level, right? So then when we do align what these leagues look like in five, six years, if these new teams can come in— and show, and even Madison, right? If they can come in and get better players or or show consistency and that they don't have to rely on Minnesota players and they can be in the championship, I think that's the perfect scenario for this league. So then you have those teams in championship or those teams in whatever the second division would be called, and then you can put all the two teams in the academy teams in one division because, yeah, it's not fair to have a league to where the main point for some teams is just player development for you know, their affiliate and the others is to brand themselves as a championship winning team um, for their city.
2: All right, guys, final, final question here. You each have 30 seconds, Armand and Jason. Oh God. Big, go. What are you looking forward to the most in USL league one this year? 30 seconds for both of you.
3: Um, I don't want to be that biased guy, but when a guy like Ricardo Pepe is 16 and scores a hat trick, I just want to see, where like how many how much more is he gonna pay in USL League One because he has been fun, he he was phenomenal in that first game. I want to see if he continues to play that way in USL League One and if that leads to an FC Dallas call at any point.
0: I'm excited to see how much the league can grow, both on and off the field. I think Tormenta starting the season with 3,500 fans is great. And I think that with Madison and their fan base, Lansing with their fan base, Richmond, who has a proven, consistent fan base, I think that this league has the potential to grow and be something that no other league is. None of the front office politics. It's just a league that you can feel that you're a part of, you directly affect, and it's something that you can be a part of and go to on the weekends and see the results and see the development of your team and your culture in the city.
2: Awesome. Well, there you have it. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter at UncSamSoccerPod. Make sure you follow our special guest, our contributor, Jason, at HomeSweetSoccer. You can follow Stephen at Stephen and Armand Kafi at Armand You can follow myself at Jake Petroba for some... Uh, well, actually, you can follow Jason for the spicy hot takes. You can just follow me <laughs> for stupidity. Uh, so, for Stephen, for Armand, for Jason, I'm Jake. We'll talk to you guys next time. Deuces.
1: Participation may vary. Exclusions apply, limited time offer.
0: Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. Let's say you make it to the top. What's next? Relish in the glory of your accomplishments? Okay, sure, for a minute, but then you move forward. Take the 2021 Escalade. Cadillac's newest arrival is more than just a celebration of iconic luxury. It's the most technologically advanced Escalade ever because arriving is just the beginning. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never
1: stop arriving.